Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. Welcome to another Look Podcast. I am your host, Brother Kenneth Davis, also known as Brother Kenny D. At Another Look Podcast, we dig deep. We examine our splinters. We examine our planks. We make changes. And then we give thanks. This is a podcast that will take a look at the church in America collectively. And we also take a look at the people of God individually. You ready for this? Let's get up and let's go. Thank you for joining me on my first episode of Another Look Podcast. Um, my name is Brother Kenneth Davis, and I'm, I'm glad that you joined us. I'm blessed to have you with us. I want to just talk to you first about um, why, why my podcast is called Another Look Podcast. So I want to start with 1 Kings 18, um, verse 41 through 46. Uh, familiar passage. Of course, you know about the prophet Elijah. This was after... Uh, the monumental defeat of the prophets of Baal on the mount uh, where they uh, worship Baal and Elijah worshiped the one true God, our God. And, you know, after his victory, he said this on verse 41, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain so Ahab rode away and went to Jezebel then the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha and he girded up his loins around the head of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel so brother Ken what does that mean um, I'm not going to try to be a scholar I'm not a biblical scholar um, but let me explain how the Lord broke it down to me we often have these expectations for the miraculous that seldom manifest because we cease to wait on God's timing. The, the blessings intended for us come based on the time God appointed, not the time we expect. And I've learned that through experience and through instruction that faith in God often requires the ability to look again and again and again. As you saw, his, the, the, the assistant to prophet, the, the assistant to Elisha had to look seven times. And so Sometimes we just have to keep looking. Why? Because I don't really know. But what I've learned is this, that with each look, my faith in him grows while my desire for what I may want dissipates. So I'm going to say that again. When I look again and again, I've learned that with each look, my faith in him grows while my desire for what I may want dissipates. So, so what's the purpose of my podcast then? Another Look podcast, also known as ALP, was created for us to take another look at what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ collectively and individually. We, we got to take a look critically and a, a realistic look at what it is to be the body um, and to look at as the body, we need to address the planks of wood in our own collective eye as the church instead of judging the splinters in the eyes of those who do not follow Jesus. Um, more importantly, I, we, must be 
take a critical look at our personal lives and reassess our faith walk in today's society? What is the perception we give? Am I using the word to dissect myself daily or am I weaponizing it to attack others? The world is crying and even dying to experience real, genuine love, y'all. God cried and even died to give it, but one, we are the problem. Or are we the solution? Let's take another look and find the answers, shall we? So, you know, one of the things that I, I, I always find, you know, from a personal standpoint is some of my best friends, you know, when I look at the relationships and how they started, we didn't start out as friends. We started out as enemies. We we didn't like each other. You know, I was a bully. I will tell you that. Um, and I won't get into a lot of why I was a bully. But, yeah, I was a bully because um, where I came from, you had to either be strong and you had to fight or you going to be the victim. So it was either it was no in between. There was no gray. It was one. And, and yeah, I came from uh, a suburb and I also came from a city. So, you know, I'm, you know, in both situations, you either got punked or you, you did the punking, you know? And so I, I got punked, but I got to a point where I said, oh, I'm done with this. I'm going to take charge of this thing. And so, you know, in those situations, you kind of push people around who don't even deserve to be pushed around. And what I found is some of the people I pushed around were actually good people. And once I got through being so hardened and so stony in my heart, I found out that, you know, we had a lot in common. And actually, to this day, some of these friendships maintain after 40 plus years. And they're good people. They're, I consider them brothers, you know. And, um, you know, I've learned that you can't always judge a book by the cover on the first look. We like to size people up. We like to look at people and, and kind of surmise, okay, well, this is how this person is. This is how that person is. We, we kind of judge based on a superficial Evidence, You know, we look at them and we try to size them up and then we try to uh, base our relationship with them, good or bad, on how we determine them based on a physical. But what happens if we take a step back and what if the thing we thought was not worthy of our love, not worthy of our friendship, was actually the person God sent to you to be your friend? What if the person that you know, let's take a look at it from a relationship from, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband and wife. What if that person that you're looking at who may not be attractive to you is actually because you're looking at him through the wrong lens? He may look like Elmer Fudd, but what if he actually is Prince Charming? But God's judging your heart because you're looking at the surface. See, sometimes what happens is the beauty of a person is interior. And it will be revealed externally once you peel back the package, some of the, the every gift is wrapped inside of something. Uh, but the problem is we're judging the gift from the from the gift wrapping paper and not opening the box that it's in. You know, if I put a million dollars in a box and wrap it in some ugly newspaper, you know, that looked like it was soiled on, you might have opened the box. But if I told you that there was a million dollars in there, you'd, you'd get past that soiled paper to get to that million dollars. But the problem is you're judging the value of the gift based on what it's wrapped in. And I've been guilty of that. So what does that mean? Every time God, well, I, I find this most of the times where God sends something to me, I can't speak for you. It's never what it looks like on the surface. You got to look at it again. You got to look at it again. 
Now, sometimes you just got to be obedient because if God's telling you that's not for you, you don't need to look again. Okay, but if God's not speaking and you're asking for something, sometimes you just need to take another look or maybe you need to look, get another perspective on it, which means sometimes you need to walk away from it um, temporarily and come back and take a look at it again. Uh, me and my wife were watching this movie today, which I'm sure everybody's aware of by Disney called Soul. And I, there was a quote that stuck out to me. Um, and it was uh, this jazz artist. She was like the head jazz artist. And the guy um, who played the main character um, said he thought that he he expected more. He was waiting all his life to get this gig to be a, a jazz pianist. And he thought, you know, it would be more. He always, he kind of built it up in his head that it'd be this great immaculate thing based on the way he was raised by his father and based on his expectation growing up, what would happen and how it would feel when he got there. But he said to her, I thought it would feel differently. And she said to him, she said, there was once a little fish and there was an old, uh, older fish. And the little fish went to the older fish and said, I'm looking for the ocean. Uh, and... um. She said, I, I'm paraphrasing it. The older fish said, um, well, what do you think you are? And she says, I'm in the, she says, I think I'm in the water. She says, you're actually in the ocean. So it's all, what, what does that mean? It's all about perception. Sometimes we think that the life we have uh, or the people we have in our lives are small because they're not the more popular person. They may not be the most uh, devonier person or the beautiful part of the beautiful people crowd, you know, but they're actually the people that are going to bring the beauty out of you. If you allow them to serve the purpose God intended for them to serve, they bring out the best in you. They bring out the God in you. They bring out the, the, the anointing that God has for your life because they're there to bless you. You know, I'd rather have one good friend who is faithful to me it doesn't always tell me what I want to hear, but tells me what I need to hear. But, you know, ride or die, they're with me. Then they have 12 who aren't with me because they make me feel a certain way, but they really don't have my best interests at heart. So I, I want to encourage you, you know, with this podcast, that we're going to dig deep a little bit. This is my introductory podcast, but we, I want you to start taking a look at things and take an inventory of your life. You know, there are some things you missed. Because you judged it based on how it was presented, when realistically you never dug deep to see what's underneath all of that. You know, we we overlook people because they may not look like us, meaning the color of our skin. Let's be real. We may not like them or we may judge them based on their weight or, or you know, their presentation, how their hair looks. Man, get past all that superficial stuff. That's stupid. They're... There are the blessings of God are never obviously on the forefront because it's not that God is hiding something from you. It's that he's hiding something for you. And so he will put it in a package that may not be as attractive. Hey, let's look at Jesus. Jesus wasn't born in no palace. He was born in a stable where animals stay, a farmhouse. Uh, uh, he was born in a place that was not attractive. You know, when he the, the cup he drank of, at the Last Supper, uh, what they call the Holy Grail, it was not an attractive cup. It was not a cup served to a king, but it was served to the king of kings. So God always uses the foolish things to confound the wise. He used the things that the world rejects to build. So 
take a look, y'all. We got to look at things because I'm going to tell you, there are people that God has set in my life that don't even follow him, but have blessed me. And it was God who orchestrated the whole thing. Because see, God's not limited. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. God will use anything and anyone that he needs to, to bring his purpose and his will and his desire into the earth. He just has to use humans to do it. And so, you know, I believe, and it's just me, I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one though, but it's just me that we as the body of Christ collectively, uh, we need to take another look at the things we've been rejecting. We need to take another look at the things that we have been deemed as unworthy. We need to take another look individually as people on who we judge. Uh, when I lived in New Jersey, my hometown, um, I have two. Uh, my family's from East Orange in North New Jersey. Um, but I was raised mostly in Willingboro, New Jersey. Um, and I've lived in Willingboro twice. I mean, we grew up there uh, in 1969 until I went to college in 86. Um, I left home, um, got married, lived in Delaware for a while. But when I started a family, I wanted to go back to Willingboro and raise my kids. And we were there from 1998 to about 2007. Um, where God called me out of, you know, New Jersey to move down here and take my family and raise them there. But when I was in New Jersey the second time, um, I lived in a, a, a nice, quaint little, um, you know, rancher-style house and raised my kids there. And, you know, we had Christians around us. We had non-believers. We had Jehovah's Witnesses. We had Muslims. We had some of everything around there. But, you know, it's so amazing. And I, I went to an amazing church. You know, I, I won't say it because I don't want to get in no trouble. But, you know, it was an amazing church for those who know me. Um, but you know who my some of the best people were to me in my neighborhood? I'm not going to talk about the church, but in my neighborhood, it wasn't the Christians that were on the block. There was a man across the street who was a Jehovah Witness, him and his family. If this snowed, you know, I'd be out there showing my stuff. He'd come with his snowblower and, and blow and, and, and do a great work. You know, he would shovel. Uh, and I show he would blow the snow from our yard. And, and, and it was a blessing, you know, and I, I wasn't expecting that, you know, but, you know, there are Christians who had snowblowers too, but they didn't show up, you know. Uh, my neighbor, who who was a believer, didn't necessarily go to church, you know, and you know how we do in the church. We judge anybody who don't go to church. But he was great, you know. When we had to move, his moving company moved us, you know. Um, he um, helped show snow when needed. I mean, he was a great person, you know, and still is. And we've been friends since um, we played baseball, I think, and I was in elementary school. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying this to say, we, you know, what this taught me was, man, you can't judge people just because they don't share your same beliefs or they don't do the same things you do. You know, um, and it's not, and yeah, it's judgment, but we also need to take another look at who we deem as friends. You know, we think that if someone goes to church with us, that's our friend. Um, if someone um, goes to school with us, that's our friend. Man, friendship is not something that we should take lightly and give it to just anybody. You know, it's just like your body. You don't give your body to anybody. The body is, is, is purposed, number one, to give glory to God. But it's also purposed to be shared with the one that God has ordained for you to spend the rest of your life with. 
And I know people gonna argue with me back and forth about that, but I ain't gonna back down. I ain't scared of you. I ain't gonna stand it. And no, I wasn't perfect either, so I ain't trying to judge nobody. But my point is, is that if you're gonna make someone your friend, make them earn it. Make them show you that they want to uh, bless you, you know. So what does that mean? You ain't gonna know someone's your friend on the first look. Even if they come across as friendly. You know, I'm not saying you reject them or you kick them to the curb. But what I'm saying is wait. Let time prove it out. Because the first look, you ain't going to know. Second look, you may think you have an idea, but you really don't know. But time has a funny way of showing you who's there who's just tolerating you versus those who are celebrating you. The ones who tolerate you ain't your friends. They may be your associates, but they ain't your friends. They just tolerate you, your presence. They don't really care for you. They just tolerate you. But the ones who celebrate you, they have an overwhelming sense of protecting you. They feel, and they don't even know, they may not even know why, but they feel like you have something special in you that they want to be around. And that, you know, you're worthy. Now, does it mean they're perfect? No. And we got to get off this notion of expecting perfection from people. But what it does mean is that maybe, just maybe, if we do like the, uh, you know, Elijah did or his servant did. And take seven times to take a look at things and people. Take seven times to step back and take a look again at situations. And by the time you get to the seventh time, knowing that seven is God's perfect number, um, or no, I'm sorry, seven is the number of completion, I believe. But when you get to the seventh time, could it be that what you initially thought it was on the first go-round wasn't what you thought, but it was actually what God had intended for you, you know? But again, it means we have to develop our faith while we're going back again and again, you know? So I hope this encouraged you. I hope this blessed you. Um, I'm just excited to get this thing off the ground. I've been waiting a while for another Look podcast to get off the ground, um, I've had challenges, I've had doubts, I've had fears, but through it all, God has still been faithful. Um, and um, I pray that you stick with it. Walk with me, talk with me. Feel free to give comments. If you have requests, I'm open. You know, um, If there's anything you have that is a constructive criticism, feel free. I'm not, I, I'm not defensive, but make sure it's constructive, okay? You know, because if it's not, I, I'm going to still love you. I'm going to still pray for you. I'm just going to cut it off. If you get real crazy, I'm just going to block you. But I hope I don't have to do that. Hopefully it won't come to that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I love you guys. I bless you in Jesus' name. God, I just ask you to bless the listener today. Lord, I ask you to keep them in the, in the hollow of your hand. God, I ask you to move upon their heart, God, to do exceedingly and abundantly. Lord, I ask you to do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all, they could ask or think according to the power that worketh within them, God. Lord, I ask you to enlarge their territory. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to put seed in their hand that they may sow, God, into the things of God. And God, I thank you that their families and their lives are blessed. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for joining us on Another Look Podcast. I hope and pray this has challenged, inspired, interrupted, and taken you higher. 
Before we go, we never take for granted our call to lead others to the cross. If you want to be born again, we ask you these simple questions. Do you believe Jesus was sent in the earth by the Father to pay the penalty for man's sins? And second, do you want Jesus to be your Savior and your Lord? If you answered yes, then please repeat after me. Jesus, I believe you came to the earth just for me. I believe that you came to take away the sin of the world, including my own sin. I ask you to forgive me for my sins, past, present, and future. I ask you into my heart and life as my Lord and Savior. I confess that you are my Savior. I give you free reign to Lord over my life and make me whole. I receive you now. In Jesus' name I declare I am born again. Amen. If you prayed this prayer in faith, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to contact us by email at alptrinity1 at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Finally, if you have any prayer requests or just want to talk or reach out by social media or email, we will respond as soon as possible. Keep your head up, beloved, and guard your heart. Love ya.